Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to this episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. Do want to mention good thanks to our friends over at Gooder. Gooder. If you have not uh, checked out their new line of eyewear out, you should definitely go over and check them out. These are get, They're getting kind of hipster. They're getting kind of cool. Well, cooler. I've always thought they were cool, but some of you might like the new designs. Paul and Jackson have both uh, made their orders. And if you're out there looking for a, a face mask in this time of global pandemic, may I recommend going to Gooder.com and buying some of those uh, the, the sleeves. I don't know what they're called. I should do my homework. I should understand my sponsors before I begin a podcast. Gooder. Thanks to Gooder. Also, thanks to Scratch Labs. Scratchlabs.com. Everything to keep you going, everything to help you recover, and everything to... I don't know. They should make some cocktail recipes because I, I'm, I think I want to try out some noon flavored cocktail recipes these days because I'm stuck in my house and I've been riding a lot of Zwift and I'm going a little stir crazy. Thanks to both of those guys for being involved with the Pack Filler podcast. For today, it's a very interesting episode. As promised, Pat, myself, and Paul, the other guy, we were supposed to be at Perry Ruru Bay. A lot of people were supposed to be at Perry Roubaix. Those plans got a little messed up, as we could probably all agree. For today's episode, Paul and I sat two meters apart in the studio and chose to just sit back and watch a version of Perry Roubaix that we found special, or that, that in this case, uh, Paul chose this one because it was something that was kind of close to his heart, and it was kind of historical for him. And so we sat down and watched the old 1988 coverage from CBS Sports of Perry Roubaix. You might have seen it. You might know what happened. And we just threw in our, our commentary along the way, along with enjoying the video itself. Um, I don't know if it's going to be brilliant. I don't know if it's going to be sad. I don't know what you're going to think about it. But we had a good time doing it. It really recharged my batteries, and it helped me kind of, at least for the moment, remember why I love this damn sport so much. And so I hope you get something out of it, too. Um, Let us know what you think of these old guys watching old races 
series that is new to Pack Filler. You are listening to the audio version of this. If you want to actually see what we're talking about, it would make a lot more sense. Head over to the Pack Filler YouTube channel. That is where all the video is and this audio are linked up together and you can kind of get a better idea of what's going on. Or you can just go to packfiller.com. Packfiller.com has the web, uh, the web, has the video right there. God, I'm old, aren't I? Has the video right there. So you can check out and kind of follow along with us and laugh at some of the stylings of the 1988 Perry Roubaix. Old guys watching old races on the Packfiller. Should we? Do- <laughs> I don't know how to do this. This is so fucking weird. Go on, full screen, baby. Okay, there's that. All right. Let's do this like it was for real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's watching this looking at a blue screen right now. It is blue. Actually, I've got a second camera going here, so uh, we can wave to that camera and show that we are six feet apart. Yes. Two meters in, in European. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to what I... Uh, so incredibly ingeniously decided to come up with the name of Old Guys Watching Old Bike Races. <laughs> uh, this is a first for Pack Filler. This is a first for, uh, well, it's a pandemic. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Paul and I are in studio right now. Um, as you can see from our camera, that we are indeed two meters apart. Well, hopefully. Just yeah. sneeze that way. All right. And um, for your viewing pleasure... We're going to uh, enjoy a CBS broadcast from 1988 of the Perry Roubaix. Now, this you was, know what? This was my choice. This was your choice. I need a moment of silence. We're supposed to fucking be at Perry Roubaix. We were supposed to be there today. And I just want a woe is me type of a moment. And I also want to potentially take blame for this entire pandemic. You, I think it's my fault. I'm, I'm starting to think you're a narcissist because anything that goes bad, you think you have some kind of control over it. You got a God complex or something. No, but go ahead. I, I'm Charlie fucking Brown complex <laughs> is what it is. Everything that goes wrong goes wrong for me um, because I finally got the opportunity to do this dream trip and um, a, a global pandemic broke out. What are the chances of that? And not. Not very, yeah. Not very good. We should have got lottery tickets. Is what we should have got. No, so. I wouldn't have won. Remember, it's bad <laughs> shit that happens to me. It's not good shit. You know, it's like if somebody's going to so, flat, I'm going to. Here's be the, guy. the deal, too. The temperature there oh. today was 74 degrees. Oh no, shit! Really? 74 degrees and sunny. And sunny. Yep. I would have liked a wet Perry Roubaix, but. Yeah, unless you're standing on the side yeah. for for hours on end, yeah, um, waiting for it to go by, and your ch- teeth are chattering, going. Yeah. But, yeah, well, if if you are listening to this podcast and you want to actually follow along with the the video we're going to do, there, we have the the YouTube original video up from the 1988 Perry Roubaix. It is a 37 minute and one second television broadcast from back in the day, and uh, so if you want to follow along with us in that form, you may do so. If not, this video in, in its entirety will be placed up on uh, packfiller.com. Well, if you're listening to it or watching it, you're probably found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for the show. I just want everybody to know. I know I'm not this is for this, this show. is the exciting part. We'll see. This might be the. It was kind of a pretty novel idea to do. Yeah. 
and you put it together. I said, hey, could this happen? And and the the third person is supposed to be here. We can give him some shit. Yeah, yeah this we should. To be here, we should. Yeah. yeah, because this is the shit that we do in the winter time. So it was like you kind too. of my yeah, yeah us two drinking beer, and then we make comments on all these type of deal, <laughs> and then I pitch it to you. Yeah, and you're thinking, all right, I'll see if I can do it. You go through this hard work, <laughs> and Dave. Like a fart in church, says I can't make it. You know, <laughs> you know, God. you know, and you know, bless his heart, but he's probably just sitting at home drinking PBRs or something like that. <laughs> he's going, Fuck well, him! I don't want to go. Yeah, well, and I try to bait him with good Belgian beer because he has yeah. been working out of town yeah. and he's been drinking hams. That's what it was. I've mm-hmm. seen PBR, hams. but yeah, it was yeah. hams. hams. Um, yeah. yeah, so that alone is grounds yeah. for because Dave's better than that. But no, you yeah. know. You drink what you deserve. Exactly. Speaking of which, you've got the uh, the St. Bernardus out. Um, that camera's right there, that yep. flashing thing in front yeah, of you. Yeah, the, right here. Brought out the good shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, But that's the reason I brought it is because on, on Facebook or one of your social media, you yeah. said, what are the odds that Perry Roubaix will happen this year? And I said, I was the first one to respond to it. <laughs> and I said, it will happen. And if I'm wrong, I will drink a St. Bernardus ABT 12. And so, and then, of course, Sam, who brought that nasty stuff that one time. The steel reserve or whatever. 211 crap. (laughs) And I had lost the contest like I always do on this show. I had to take a swallow of that and about puked. I think it took years for it to, not years, but months for me. Weeks. Maybe a month to get it out of my system. Now, so anyway, so if this, I'm going to punish myself, I'm punishing you. You're with, punishing so, yourself. I, I didn't. The, I didn't <laughs> think it was going to happen, but I had to go ahead and so make that thing. You're so. punishing yourself with the best beer. In yeah, because gotcha. If you catch a little drift, it's like yeah. no, I'll. It's happening. Yeah, and I'll drink this beer. If you could read between the lines, I guess <laughs> it's like I didn't think it was going to happen. All I know is I saw Thomas DeHent had a full refrigerator of that stuff. Yeah. So. That makes me kind of like that guy even more, even though he did these, uh, uh, the Zwift Flanders race that you <laughs> weren't a fan of. <laughs> no. You know, it, it was it, it had not potential. I don't, I don't think you could say, I don't know. It was something to do kind of like I'm at home licking my wounds because we weren't there. Yeah. There was no racing. I turned it on, and I'm thinking, get into this, don't stay negative. Oh God! <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I forgot I have it on. Yeah. You know, I just walked away. So yeah. anyway, it's not my type. All right. Not so, um, one week after Flanders, the end of Holy Week is upon us. Perry Roubaix. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, before we even get into the video, could I ask you what your reasoning? You don't have to. You can post spoilers if you want. I'm sure if people, you know, people don't know who won in 1988, they probably <laughs> we don't have to hide it from them anymore. But they should know. What was your reasoning for choosing this particular edition besides its 37 minute runtime? On a personal level, this was like um, I'd been racing for about two and a half, three years at this point. Um, but un- unattached, and I joined my first team in '88, and um, and so then I was just totally over the top. And this race, the way it was done, is like you and I were talking about John Tesh doing the music. Oh, I love it! It's yeah. they it, get so, to hear it, and they get to, it's, it's so beautifully yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, you know, but in the time, you caught up with it, and it seemed to fit, and it seemed to work. Yeah. And it is very nostalgic for me. And the way it ends with Dirk DeMaul, who I really admire, um, because he got the call. He wasn't supposed to do this race. Here's a little tidbit. He was called, like, I think the day before or something. Said, wow. hey, we got a guy out. you got to come. Okay. And his job was to, to go on the lead breakaway, and yeah. it sticks. Yeah. And he wins. But he wins in a very, in a very peculiar famous way. <laughs> and so. we'll leave it at that. Okay, here we go. So basically, you and I are going to be the old men in the Muppets up on right. the balcony just making catty comments over the top of... I do have the audio from the actual video, so it'll be playing Good. at a lower level. So hopefully our voices will carry over the top. So without further ado, here we go, boys and girls. 1988, Perry Roubaix. And I hit pause. <laughs> oh, hold on. Technical glitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? If it all went perfectly every time, um, where would be the fun in that? So I go, I got to go up here. I got to make sure. See, boys and girls, this is what you should check before you actually go live with a podcast, or you should be smart enough to edit said podcast. <laughs> but this guy doesn't. I'm Phil Liggett. Here's Phil. Here we go. You know, it was four years ago when we started bringing you these exclusive pictures of this famous race here in northern France. I keep the waiting for him to open up that trench coat. Especially look at his hands where they're placed. No, this is what got me into it. Because four years ago, they did bring it. It's Sean Kelly, and this got me into bicycles. This did. Yeah. Okay. This. Perry Roubaix, CBS coverage, with John Tesh's beautiful music he's the Jackie Stewart of cycling back in the day he had that young he just looked like a car driver or a horse Phil yeah 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 had a head of hair this is my favorite part of this he just turns around and walks and they keep the camera going but watch this wait 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 where'd he go (laughs) (laughs) but this is high tech back then this was Uh, it really was and not that. No. Quite the oldest single day race in the world, but Paris Roubaix has always been the one that has offered the ultimate sporting challenge. For almost a hundred years, the race has been a battle of survival. Now this is bike racing. To fight out the oh, in these guys, you know, just stacking it up. The image carried by all who ride or watch this race is this. Front pockets one are full of yeah. whatever. Yeah. Looks like some sort of a horrible growth coming out of their chest. That last guy needed somebody to undo his, his toe straps. Bruno, oh, what's your neck? You, you know these people. Yeah, I do. Not personally. Yeah. No. no helmets. None. There's a couple of soft soft shells, but here's here's the this is the second third year that that 7-Eleven raced okay. in it. I could name all those guys too. Really? Um, but anyway, they are they're running Giro Pro Light helmets. They were the and everybody else had either caskets, you know, hats or with the lycra cover on. Yeah. Yep. So you've been there. Yes. Uh, in case people didn't know, oh, there's the king himself. Yep, he's wearing the beard of mud. Uh, road quality, do you think, do they maintain the road quality up 
or is it just kind of deteriorated over the years? So, <clears throat> best kid of all time, by the way. You like the Renault Elf? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, did, he didn't do so well. He didn't finish that year. No. Um, but actually, he's a strong rider. The roads, um, all the cobbles, you can't see them, but they're underneath there. They, <laughs> they were supposed to. They were starting to get covered up and stuff, and then they found the importance of these small communities like, you know, people from all over coming to watch this race. And so they started preserving them. And or she, where we usually go, um, yeah, it's just a farm track. It's okay. like maybe eight feet wide and crowned like you wouldn't believe. And dirt in between. So a little bit of mud, you look like That like was a that. beautiful year. Yeah. There's quite a few. It's I been remember this dry. crash. Mm-hmm. That's Bruno Weschenek. Do you see Do you see those pedals? I wish. Anyway, the pedals on there, they had, there was a part that used to have a lever and lock in. You remember those? Oh, yes. I think that was it. Listen, this lady laughs at Greg Lamar. She was laughing at him, yeah. wasn't she? I always wanted to realize that she was laughing at him back she in the was. day. She was. He had to get away. Probably she was laughing at his French. He was saying something French. She's like, oh, "That's not right." Kelly, still the world's number one, was in front again, but this time chasing a virtual unknown by the name of Patrick Verslice. God, look at that hunchback! Look at everybody's position. Look at the gear cluster. If you, uh, Douglas LaSalle, yeah, crash. Oh my God! You know, there's so many names that I have forgotten. And for those of you who aren't really into the age of cycling, you'd be, you'd, you'd do yourself some good to go back through some of these videos and watch some of these things. Not to sound condescending, but, you know. Especially to, anything with Tesh music in it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> there were specific John Tesh songs mm-hmm. that I would sing to myself when I was writing, and I, I'm confessing that to everybody right now. And with three major wins already there this year, Van Der Aarden overraced. They said, "Oh, really? Yeah." Was the Italian Francesco Moser? They put him in everything. I think two-time Belgian champion. I think two times. The world's number one since rankings were first given in 1983. He's also back. He talks not back then. He talked like he had a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> you interviewed him a while back, and he, he was a lot better. Young Bob Roll, he had hair under that hat, I'm pretty sure. Yes, he did. And you remember him? He he came to Spokane and raced here. Roy was... was Roy had boatloads of potential, but I I don't know if it was... I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to Roy about some of those situations. I don't know if it was just American life. He maybe had a, a life established here that kept him yeah. from really making that jump over to. He was in that. You'll see he's in that break. The original break that sticks. The lo- I think it's still the long. This is the longest break still to, to have a winner in, in uh, Peru Bay, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Quintessential Frenchman, yeah. right? There. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's a prick too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he is French. I'm judging you from over here. <laughs> okay, another sports coat. 
in three, two, one. Oh, the video's skipping. There it is. Yeah, there he is. And check out the do. So do you think CBS, like, issued trench coats? You know, nowadays they just have polos with logos. But back then they had these wonderfly rapey trench coats. Rapey? Or is that a word? It is now. Do you have the, I'm looking for that rapey raincoat I see on TV? Nice jacket, but I'm needing something a little more covers up rapey. Got a hair out of place. Yeah. Perfect. Here comes the graphics and stuff. Awesome. Just let this go. Out of, out of the water. This. <laughs> it's like a apocalypse movie. Where's John Cusack? <laughs> oh my god! And that was badass in the day. It, it was. Yeah, I mean, I remember getting scared seeing that. <laughs> Same team that Rual Caja Rural. Yeah, they're still they're around. around. Yeah. And some top trees. You're not in uh, northern France or in Belgium unless you see top trees. You know, top trees. They just top them. Oh. They're like, it, if you look. Maybe this is, might be dismount. I wonder if they just saw the top. Yeah, they just chop everything down. Oh, the music. Yeah, here it is. Now, did your your band, did you guys have a synthesizer? No, no, That's, unfortunately Look what no. you guys missed, right? Put it in Trump, just, trumpet mode. This just needs the <laughs> lyrics, like... Oh, you're up for the challenge. No way you're gonna let the bad guys win. You're the best in the business. Living in a world of sin. You just made that up, didn't you? Yeah. Huh. I could keep nice. going. No. That's all right. Oh my god, I know the music. Uh, I'm, you probably had the cassette tape. I used to go on rides with my cassette Walkman. Walkman. And um, some long rides, I would actually take like six cassettes. So I could switch headphones? in and out. Uh, they had the, oh, oh this was the, just the earbuds that popped into your head, and I'd ran them down the back of my jersey, huh. in, in, inside the jersey. Huh. And I didn't have, uh, I couldn't afford an actual auto reverse. Walkman. Yeah, yeah. So I had to actually have to, after every side, I'd have to, oop, first crash. Yep. Overlap wheels. The worst yeah. is when somebody overlaps your wheels. Oh. There, you have that moment to think, it's like, you know, I'm totally fucked here. I'm going to be eating pavement. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. it's it's broken. Yep. <laughs> that guy was all over my wall. Most people put up, you know, sexy pictures Sean Kelly, on their wall. Not, not I, had, Eric I had Eric Vander on my wall, but mostly Sean Kelly. How about uh, Laurent Fagnon? God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you do steroids. You got a short life. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. admits it in his book. 
He used to go out eight hours riding uh, with, I think, just water, no food. Eight hours. Really? He just tried to train his body to suffer. Oh, shit. There he is. There's Roy. Look at the helmet. And good form, too. I mean, he's he's got a good pedaling style. Yeah, yeah. Seventy what degrees? Seventy-four. Today it was seventy-four. Oh. Bob. Now, which one's wearing the better hat? Who looks better? Bill up or Bill down? You're asking? Yeah. Bill down. Down to the front and with air. Yeah. Yeah. With Luf. Luf. Yeah. It's air in German. <laughs> If the pack are ambling, they aren't. And with 11 teams represented in this front group, they combine as they speed towards oh my God. the rest of the, the music. I was just going to say, I know it. <laughs> it's the same music they use for the tour. It's the same. Oh, yeah. And I've looked for it. I have, I've, really? I have to admit, I've looked for it <laughs> to find it. Just for the point of this podcast, to be able to play it. Uh, the only, when I worked at a bike shop, my boss hated Steve hated music. It distracted him. Really? But he had one that he would listen to, and it was the soundtrack to the, the Tour de France soundtrack. Tour de soundtrack. It was a tour, the album was Tour de France. Yeah, he I had remember. a cassette tape. And yeah. Put in a little like boombox, you know. If so, it's a sentiment not being shared here. As the race speeds towards Saint Quentin in near perfect conditions, there's a high speed of over 26. We would have to wait. Correct me if I'm wrong. At least a week. At least I think two weeks after after Peru because they had. Well, look, look at the fine editing and mixing. You can't rush fucking perfection, (laughs) man. Yeah. Do you want a John Tesh soundtrack or do you not want a John Tesh soundtrack? I mean, we could just throw it to you right now, but it won't have the music. <laughs> Fine, I'll wait. <laughs> Alan Piper, yep. the director sportif. Oh, is he? With yep. who? Uh, he was with B- uh, BMC for a long time, and then when BMC left, he went to UAE. He uh, had a second bout of cancer. I think he was supposed to come back this year. But um, after Peru Bay last year, he was going through chemo and stuff. So. Yeah. He lives in Gerasbergen, where the Chapel Muir is. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Here we go. It's Roy. Listen to this conversation. I'm going to probably pass and go up there. If you're in the back before the cobbles, will you call me up so I can move up? Just like fake it? Just like fake it? Yeah, because they were low on the totem pole, so, you know, the caravan, they're in the very back, right? And so the only way they can get up front is if they get called for for a flat or a mechanical or something, and he's trying to time it, Mike Neal, so that it's, so he can be. So can get up front, and then they'll say, you, he's, you know, yeah. you can go to your breakaways up, you can go chase down your, your rider. Fake it. So, yeah. Andy Hampson. Yeah. This is when tour riders had to do these. Talking about still make it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it'll be perfect. It's amazing how it's timing. 
he'll be way past the first feet before they catch yeah. up. No, he'll be fine. Mike Neal. Mike Neal. He was a strange bird I heard. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop here a little. He's he is a Facebook friend of mine, but he's one of those Facebook friends where you don't really know the person. You yeah. just press add friend and hope they're like, oh, he knows like five other guys, so it must be one of those old guys. So. Yeah. I should talk to him. Get him. Yeah, yeah. Get, get that would cool be interesting. About this. Now he raced. Mike Neal raced in Europe, I think, before anybody else. He was in Italy. Yeah. But if you get an interview, that would be a good one. I mean, he really was the backbone of this team, in yeah. my opinion. But, I mean, he wasn't your traditional person. Really? In the second. Yeah, that's well, what I, that's what I wasn't. read. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Listen, just work a little bit. I don't take any hard pulls. Try it. Come through normal. Save it. You're one of the best guys in this break. I'm doing what I can to sort of bullshit my way. Yeah. Pissing and eating at the back. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say bullshit my way? P- pissing and eating in the but back. Before that, I yeah. think he said bullshit. There we go. <laughs> so he's the best one in here. So we have Alan Piper, Tom, uh, Thomas the Tank Vegmuller. Veg yeah. These guys all have credentials and Paul Mayers. Which is fine. He, he's a director. He has to say that to, to encourage him. Hey, yeah. you're the best guy in here. He's the youngest. I think he was 22 on this. Really? And he's 22 years old. <laughs> See, that's just bullshit, man. That, that road is terrible. Alan Piper. And that's it. So a lot of these, like, uh, what they do is, it, it like, they have two. Each team has two cars, follow cars now. And so they'll put one car up ahead. Yeah. So, like the interview in 2018, I had with Dieter that one time, and you put it on there. Um, cars were coming by ahead of the race, so they could be they could get back onto where the pavement starts. Eight minutes is pretty huge. Yeah. So that's Trois-Ville. It, it's changed now, but in Trois-Ville, that was the first sector of uh, Pave. So they're probably looking, I think at that point, they're probably 120 kilometers away from the finish, which is a huge lead. So again, for for somebody who's never been there in person, I'm assuming in order to link all these sections, it is a veritable jigsaw puzzle across the country. It goes back and forth and back and forth. So there's guys that are are masters at this, like the guy, if you ever see Luke uh, Wanta... Oh, the Wanty Gobert yeah, guy. Gobert yeah, Gobert guy. He, he knows, like, Flanders and Roubaix, so he's always on TV. He, you can see him, like, five to ten times because he's got to figure it out. Yeah. He's done this for so long. So, Doug Shapiro, yeah. look at his chest is full of everybody else's. He's just a true domestique. Yeah. Everybody's warm wear. It just and looks nice, like... Nice helmet. Yeah. It looks like, <laughs> in some sites, just seeing people running around... And I don't mean this to sound as horrible as it's going to sound. That guy running down the road, it looks like the opening of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> just like guys running around without an arm or something like that. Just over here. It's the chaos. And that dust, you know, it's a wet Perry Roubaix is horrible, it's either but a dry dusty is even worse. And dry is, yeah, it's dusty when it's dry and it's just mud bog. It's not. Feed station is the traditional spot for riders to abandon. Most never intended to go past this point. Among them, Andy Hampson, who said prior to the start that Solem would be his final destination. He'll be joined by other 7-Eleven. But he takes his food anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I love this. In the beginning. And then uh, somebody got a flat, gave my wheel, got dusty. It got really dusty, yeah. I, I couldn't, it was so dusty. He blew his nose in his jersey. Where you're going. He just at all. blew so his nose fun. in a teammate's jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, sounds so good, too, eh? Check out Watch that. Him. He's getting bent over coughing. <laughs> Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Crit cough. Yeah. Oh, Very yeah. Crit. Roger Dahlberg. Yeah. I, I'm not up to speed on that. For these riders, two sections of the cobbles were more than enough. Just two sections. Andy Hampson. Yeah. Who won the, the Giro. Giro. And uh, he, the, that same year, this same year, he wins 80, 80, 80, yeah. Mm -hmm. the great escape. Perhaps the greatest scene in this race for over two decades. Look at that. No, no brake lever, shift lever combination. Yeah. Down tube shifting. Now, they had clipless, only, only, uh, 7-Eleven. Oh, really? 7-Eleven, and I think maybe... Lobby Claire did back then, because yeah, of, but Lobby Claire of is, this is, um... Not even Lobby Claire at this point. Sure it is. Lobby Claire's not in this race. Oh, really? No, they because had, Lamond uh, was... No, hang on. You're right. Yeah, yeah they're there. They're yeah. there. Yep. So Lobby Claire had to look. Yeah, they had look because of mm -hmm. the Bernard Tapie owned. Yep. Look. I could just see John Tesh in his studio, just with a very, very serious, you know, like. <laughs> Like sex face while he's playing this music, just like <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> pursed lips. There he is, Dirk Demol, who became uh, Trek Sigafredo, but Trek yeah. for years was their like uh, uh, director for a long time, and now he's with. Uh, uh, you speak Katusha now. It's Israeli oh, First Nation, so, okay, or whatever. <coughs> yeah, startup nation. Startup nation. Yeah. First nation. <laughs> it's nothing but Native American. All right. Want one? I'm gonna, I want to switch to the good stuff. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. What? Good stuff. Don't, it's just, just oh, oh, that's just the video. This is VHS, man. You got to get used to this shit. I might have it on VHS somewhere, believe it or not. I did, but all those have been. You know. Oh, never mind. No, 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 back of my Now they're just. There's that famous bridge over the Armbrick Forest. There's a like. Okay. Oh, that. That pothole's gone now. Fuck. Look at these guys bunny hopping. Oh, could you imagine if you. Yeah. Oh! Boom. There goes a $2,000 camera. Yeah. Watch Roy. He's putting a gap. Oh, nope. Oh. Game over. Beep, beep. 
flat and a cruel piece of luck. So typical of this race. You know what? I never even thought about it. Roy's, you know, Roy had a pretty pretty impressive career. What would have changed in Roy's life if that flat never happened? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know I mean, think, nobody knows, but yeah. yeah. Uh, he was pretty, he was pouring in a lot of gas. I think he was pretty excited. I think there, it, there's uh, Alan Piper, yeah. just bunny hop. Um, but I think uh, he was putting in a lot of gas early. This yeah. is Armbrick 4, so there's a ways to go. So, so you look at it nowadays, he would have probably bridged, but see all the follow vehicles, they don't allow that anymore. People can't, they have it buried off in yeah. Armbrick 4 yeah. now. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's a different game. And this is also, it looks like before there was that substantial path on the side there. It's like they cut into the forest a little bit itself. Yep. They have a bike path now that they yeah. paved. But it's closed off to traffic. Oh, the cars. Holy yeah. shit. That's what uh, Woot had to go through last year. Remember, he, oh, yeah. he, had, he had a problem in Armbrook Forest, and then he had to work his way through. He had a mechanical, and he borrowed a, a teammate's bike, and then he made a bike change and getting back on. He had problems. There he is, Dirk Damal. Still six minutes behind, the main pack rushes at the forest at almost suicidal speed, panicked by the lead of the breakaways. For them, the dangers are magnified tenfold. Boom. Jesus. <laughs> I would be the if, asshole standing on the side of the road going, oh! if, if you were a cameraman, look out for the hole! <laughs> if you were a cameraman, where would you set your camera up? Right at that right hole. There. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Fuck perfect. it. Go oh, there we go. And this is Claudio Chiapucci. Really? Yeah, so that right all there. these skinny little yeah, climbers he's, did He's these. got a hair net and he's like rubbing his head. Ackerman's in, in the deep. He's missing a few teeth. He's going to pull one out here pretty soon. Watch. Here he goes. Oh, there we go. Spit it out. Oh. <laughs> this is why we love bike racing. Yeah. Just the beauty of it. And this oh is what got me into bike racing right there. Thomas the Tank. Now, Dirk DeMaul hangs out in the back the whole time. You're still grooving to the I'm tunes. fucking rocking to it, man. And I love the script work that these guys did. Mm-hmm. Lots of... It's so dramatized. I love it. Atala. You see the Atala? Oh, yeah, the prison kit. Yeah. Now you uh, you heard the old rumors about the Atala bikes. They were made by in prison, yeah, in prisoners. Yeah. But there would be rumors that the bikes actually, you know, the prisoners just Had out of spite would like, would, would, no, they would like shit in the in the seat tubes <laughs> <laughs> and then finish the bike oh, with, that's funny. with human feces in your best frame. pair of glasses ever made for cycling. Which was what the Rudy, Rudy projects? projects. Yeah, I had a pair. I don't know where they went. I had two pair. I bought them because of Bernardi North. I know. Although the Oakleys were pretty badass, no, too. No, Rudy's. I had some factory pilots. Look at those. They're, like, menacing. Wrapped around, you could never see the eyes. You know. And that is or she. They just turned into hey, the, hey, I know that corner. Hey, Gooder. Make some retro <laughs> some retro style frames, man. We, we, can, we I know that some old fucks like me and you would buy oh, them. I would. Now, you said on the last podcast that... Uh, the last interview that um, 
your, your son bought some freshly baked man, man buns. buns. Yeah. I bought those. You did? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the, I've had them for about like a couple of weeks now. I bought two of the neck gaiters to wear to the grocery store oh, did you? over my face. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my wife and I went today, and we honestly, I, we felt really stupid when we first walked up to the grocery store. But then we saw that everybody else was everybody stupid. Everybody else was, yeah. yeah. And the lady, I was buying booze, and the lady made me give her my ID. She, I said, wow, thank you. She goes, no, it's just because I can't see your face, and I need to try and prove that you're who you say you are. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because you look just like a picture. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did she say, no, you should keep that. You yeah. should keep that scarf. Keep that scarf. Oh, I've got a terrible driver's license picture. I'll show that to the listeners someday. Laura Fignon. Okay, now back to the race. We've got mm-hmm. this break with what What kind of an established... So there's only, I think, five guys now. There's there's Thomas the Tank, always in the front. Yeah. Dirk them all. Um, then those two, the one's the Danish guy. Has taken its toll on athletes for years, but cyclists aren't the only casualties. As we unfortunately found out... That's why you have rental cars. Yeah. Fucking Skodas. So many bikes and cars are easily <laughs> towed away and put back together. The cyclists have found this road to Roubaix unforgiving. I think this guy's both physical and mental. Sporting a hell of a mullet, though. Look at that. That's awesome. You remember that team, Roland? Yeah. I don't remember who was on it, though. It was a smaller team. Here we go. God, God. The man was, he was a one-man symphony. Yeah, he was. Now, look at who's up front every time they flash back to the break. Yeah. He was a motor. My favorite rider at this time period is just behind Kelly. You will see him in a little bit. Edwig Van Hoydunk. The next year, he wins Flanders for the first time in 89. I think he's like 21-22 right there. So, yes, Sean Kelly is a full bore, full gas chasing. Obviously, the con- communication between this. the two. Watch. Whoa. This is a close one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the team discussion obviously wasn't, hey, Tommy's doing the lion's share of the work. I think you're supposed to be in the, in the break, so other teams chase. But so, Kelly. And then now Sean, Kelly's like, oh, God, yeah. But usually because they, the, you, the director would find a way to speak. This is obviously before race radios. Yeah. But would find a way to get up to Tommy and say, hey, sit up. Mm-hmm. Sean's chasing. Yeah. But no. Nope. Now, look at this Wyman team guy. There'll be another shot. I want you to see. I think that's Stephen Rooks. No, that was, um, um, what's his name? The cross, cyclocross oh. Guys oh, yeah, Vanderpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audrey Vanderpool. Andre Vanderpool. Oh, yeah. Daddy. Daddy. They will show a Wyman character. Really? I want you to take a look at it. It's grainy. Sean Kelly, of course. Now, the posters he had, Sean Kelly. Yeah. What, what jersey did he have? Um, well, I cut it all out of Winning Magazine, so oh, I had just actually, consistent yeah. ones. I had a lot of costs, a lot of skill. PDM? I, not, no. not a whole lot of PDM kit. But his cost years were some of his best. Mm-hmm. Rito Bontempi. 
who's known as a sprinter. Yeah. Frustration and desperation is all that remains behind in the pack. Guido von Tempe, perhaps the fastest sprint finisher in the world, has escaped alone. Look at how big those hit. These guys ran like 60 centimeter. No one runs 60 centimeter bike frames. You know, that's what I did at the time. Frames? Yeah, like somebody six feet tall. Yeah. Like 182, you know, one meter 82. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 83 I think you're going to see this Wyman guy coming up. That's a gigantic gap with that little yeah, time they, But they cut off four minutes, you know? Yeah. You've never ridden the Pave. Nope. And I was we going, going to this, to this year. year. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, bringing that up. Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my fault. I was thinking fault. I need to bring like like two different, you know, um, wheel sets, but I thought, no, nah, I'm just going to settle on one. The shitty ones. <laughs> no. The heavy shitty no. ones. Really? It's going with carbon. Really? Yep. See, I was going to bring heavy, shitty wheels. Really? I know that we do most of our riding in Flanders, not on Peru Bay yeah. courses, and that's that's the nastier cobbles and stuff. So, Johnny, adjust the goddamn tracking. That's why we had kids. Yeah, that's why <laughs> that's right. our parents that's had kids. Remote. So we'd get up and adjust the tracking. Or here we go. Good channel. music again. That urgent. I fucking know these. <laughs> it's coming back to me like a really bad acid high. Look at his position, though. So up high. Oh, yeah. And, and no leg extension. They tried to, like, fit him, and he's like, no, nope. no, nope. not going to do it. Crit bars. Yeah. That guy grits his teeth, you know he's... Yeah, he's wincing. Yeah. Here he goes. Yeah. Yeah, because he's been sitting on the wheel. But his job wasn't... Yeah, I mean, he just got the... Wasn't to drive the brake. Yeah. Now it's like, you've got it now. Here's the other thing. I, I think it was Roger DeFlamic came to him and pulled up in a car and said to Dirk DeMaul, you've got this. Really? Yeah. And he said, I had no clue where I was at, what was going on, because they didn't have radios back then. But when Roger DeFlamic, Mr. Perry Roubaix, says, this is yours to win, yeah, he's like, then I thought, I have a chance to win Perry Roubaix. I'd get a little <laughs> man crush, kind of like, you said something to me. Really? Oh. Hey, can you give me an autograph at Thanks. the end of the race? Yeah. Thanks, Mr. DeBlamet. In this race without precedent, there is one more move to make, and Finion finally breaks clear of the field, but with no hope of catching the two survivors up ahead. For them, the streets of Roubaix... Okay, so they're finishing the velodrome. This was not on the track. Yeah, yeah. because the main sponsor of that, this ends in Roubaix in front of their factory. I can't oh, remember what it was. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. So there were several years 
Here we go. Here we go. Watch, watch it to the right. And now, what would you have done in that situation? Swore. I, I would have backpedaled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, hindsight. Because all you're doing is sucking that thing up more. I would. So, for those who don't know what the hell just happened, Tommy Vegler, a random sh- plastic bag, just went right into his rear mech, his his derailleur. Another reason to use reusable bags. <laughs> if that's not bad enough. But DeMaul doesn't DeMaul attack. attack. No. They're just pulling it more in there. He can't shift. So he's just he's trapped in one. Yeah, okay. one gear. It just skips. Oh. And a reason to wear helmets right there. We got just in a couple of minutes or within a minute, reusable bags. Wear a helmet. We've got all kinds of yeah. We're, we're, it's we a goddamn after-school special, yeah. is what this is. <laughs> look at look at his cadence. Big old like, master gear. Yeah, yeah. He's he can't shift. This is Thomas in the lead. He waited to 200 meters. Now listen to the rejoice, the rejoice that noise that uh, Demal makes. Oh my god. Six teams at that point. Okay. Now I'm I'm gonna throw a little theory out there. Remember what that that incredibly close Tour de France finish did to Fignon. Uh-huh. Uh it kinda crushed him. Yeah, yeah. We never heard of Tommy Megmiller much after this. 92, he was in a breakaway with Jackie Duran, who ends up winning it, and Tommy Vegmiller gets popped. No yeah. shit. The longest breakaway in, in uh, the Ronde van Flandrum. Fignon so. finished third. Holy shit. Yeah. Joe Parkin. There's a name from the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you read that book? I have not. So there, there is a. I think it was Cycling Tips had, or some. Uh, was it Santana? This is what we had to deal with in the old days, yeah, right Johnny, there. about videos <laughs> that sometimes just froze. It's still. This isn't. This isn't. Supposedly, those cobbles are about thirty pounds. Can you imagine racing two hundred and sixty kilometers? You're exhausted, and you have to lift that above your head. Oh my God! Yeah. This is. This was. This was what yeah. we had to deal with, right Johnny. There. So yeah. just remember, this was. These were our videos back <laughs> in the day, and I'm assuming the entire broadcast is is completed. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to switch back to our our onboard camera here, so people don't necessarily have to watch all this static. Yeah. <laughs> um, takeaways. First of all, you chose this for a very specific reason. Yeah. It was w- it because of the drama of the of the finish and the bag and that that horrible? Yeah, and and it was. Uh, I think you know. I don't know. There there was, for me personally, just being the time where I was so insaturated with cycling, I couldn't get enough. I mean, I watched the other ones, but I started getting a taste of what cycling was in '88 when I'm on the team and team tactics. And like you pointed out, like Kelly, why is he chasing down his teammate? Yeah. But there's plans back then, and. And this is a fine example of lack of communication that they had back in those days without radio. Yeah. I mean, you know, they would get like a chalkboard saying eight minutes. You can imagine these guys like, what the hell? It was just five minutes minutes. (laughs) last time we heard. Now it's eight minutes. we got to hit. So racing was completely different then. And um, also uh, 2018 
when I did I tell you I, I went to Belgium? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave and I, Dave and I went. What? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Dave and I went there, and we went on the Cafour de l'Arbre, and that's that section. It's usually sector five or four, depending. And it's two point two kilometers, and it's terrible. It's awful. And there's a big cafe in the end at the end of that sector, and we walked down. And we watched recon. We watched these guys riding in the recon. When we came back, the Trek bus was there. And Dirk Jamal was there. And Dave goes, I'm going to go shake his hand. <laughs> I, I mean, this is how the strange thing about cycling, this is a professional sport. It is so um, accessible for the average guy. Approachable. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and so Dave says that. And I turned around and I started looking around. I'm looking in the ditch and everything. He goes, what are you doing? trying to find a plastic bag so he can give me oh, his shit. autograph. I wanted <laughs> and so this year I was gonna get a plastic bag <laughs> and carry it with me to and make sure if I do see him I'm gonna have him sign him. Because I think he would Do you think he'd get the funny. joke right out of I think dates? he would. Really? Yeah. If not I would explain it to him. And I might have like missing teeth when I came back. I was gonna to say do you think he'd appreciate the joke. It's <laughs> no, like hey can I you sign he, this because the only way you would. fucking won is yeah. because of Tommy Megmiller got a bag in his <laughs> Exactly. But he probably <clears throat> Man, I don't know. You know, it'd be an interesting reaction. Yeah, I would love to get that one. Well, I will do it if we if we if we're able to make it. Everything lines up. The stars line up. I'm 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 bringing a plastic bag from Spokane, Washington. If they still make them by then, (laughs) (laughs) and then I'll have them sign it and I'll frame it. It'll be awesome. That actually would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I it has to be white because that's what. Yeah, that was yeah. God. Yeah, and the great thing, and if if the the listener or the viewer wants to go back and look at that segment again, you can see the bag in mm-hmm. the distance as the clip's coming. The fact, the chances of that I know. fucking thing landing right there. I know. And you know, there's some poor schmuck who just you know finished a couple JoJo potatoes who threw their bag onto the <laughs> concrete and just went JoJo's. <laughs> holy shit! I just fucked that guy's rice big time. <laughs> That's my accent of anybody on the yeah, side that's of the just a, Bay. Yeah, that's just a... I fucked him up. Um, I just, yeah, I remember watching this. And that's why it was, you know, the, the music, the... the, the it, it all went... This is the last year John Tesh music was involved with American really? production. Because it went to ABC. ABC took over on the tour. Gotcha. And, and John uh, went to Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and some like heart radio or something. Yeah. Love line. Or do it. Do it. Soundtrack for Meredith Baxter Bernie movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look that one up too. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> um, I just you know what this is obviously no replacement for being there, no. but um, well it's it's our version of what I I spent what was it thirty minutes last Sunday watching Zwift. You know, <laughs> Rhonda. So hopefully, this is my idea. Don't take it out on Pat. I thought I I pitched this to him, and he's like a sucker. I don't know. I told him I'd bring him some beer, and so and and, and, and it probably didn't go over very well. But nevertheless, well, no, don't yeah. ever apologize. I you yeah. know, and and for the listener uh, or the viewer, I would like your your input on these. We, this was our first shot. We we went into this I can, just I can saying, polish this up. What the fuck? No, <laughs> just let's works. see. Let's just see what happens, yeah. man. Let's you know. Let's see what it's like to put something like this together. And so I think <laughs> it's kind of a fun way to do it. It's a it's a bike an entire bike race in under an hour, and uh, it's just 
you know, if if you're not up to speed on the history of the sport, um, get on YouTube during mm-hmm. these lockdown times because, as you know, what what did you just send me recently? Um, and I haven't watched it yet, and I apologize. It was easy uh, your recommendation time. Yeah, so it was a uh, gosh, what was it? the road to Roubaix? If you look it up, it comes in two parts, and because I'm I'm very tight wadded, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> and I think I think it was versus or. I think it was versus at that point in time. It was started up. We there was a uh, road to um, uh, Paris, which was uh, versus version of the Tour de France, and they okay. followed Lance. So this is a discovery team, and this is for George Hincapie's period. But it, it it dwarfed into a little bit more covering the race than actually Perry Roubaix. I'm bringing uh, stuff up I mean, on, uh, the, uh, on the screen right now for those who are watching the video. Are there in, are the any of these Road to Roubaix? You could do the trailer, the trailer. a little bit. Okay, and, but and these are the, the second part. I had to go to a different site, and it really it, it pulls away from the Discovery Team. I mean, there's there's interview with writers. That's Maddie White. I think that's what they have right there. No, up here, no, I think no. Yeah, but he he's interviewed anyway. He's the director of um, Mitchelton Scott. And if you haven't seen a Sunday in Hell, um, got to you're you're not that is a full blood yeah <laughs> born cyclist. So uh, those are some of the recommendations we could piece together. I have that on VHS. Do you really? Yep. And stars and water carriers. Oh, there was a podcast I didn't want to have on the screen. Nope. But um, Paul, this was this was kind of fun. I you know again, it and different. if it's if it's just personal therapy for the two of us, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, listener. That you had to pay so much to Are you enjoy this. We only have one listener. No, I, I'm. I was in, in broadcasting school. You're supposed to speak to the individual, <laughs> and that's where I learned. You know, I'm supposed to make it look like All it's right. a personal okay. conversation I'm having with yeah. this poor asshole sitting in their cubicle <laughs> somewhere because <laughs> he has nothing better to do. Yeah, than yeah. listen to a couple of drunk idiots. He, but, he's obviously not in in uh, Belgium right now <sighs> at 74 degrees. Well, not now because it's nighttime there. Yeah, but yeah. We're going next year. That's yep. it. We're going yep. next year. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right, you guys. That's our, our first attempt at old guys watching old races. Uh, let us know what you think. Comment. T- t- you know, I've, I, I, if I were a millennial, I'd say, hey, bro, like and subscribe or something <laughs> like that, but I'm not going to. Um, so let's just keep holding on and praying for bike races to come back to us. Uh, get out there and, and wash your fucking hands, right? There we go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.